Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blatant Homerism podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. Uh, it's time for our weekly college football gambling show, Picks Trying Not to Suck. Of course, I've got my uh, brother, the skinny on. We're going to talk uh, about our favorite games to, of the uh, of the weekend slate to uh, bet on. So let's go ahead and welcome him on. Skinny, what's going on, man? Oh, you know, I'm getting a little, little concerned here about this uh, college football season. Yeah, I'm with uh, you, man. Like, uh, like <laughs> you look at all the different games. Like, I was, you know, there were so many ones I was went through. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Then, you know, check out, postponed, you know, like. Yeah, it's like, you know, 2020, just, just you know, come on, give me a, give me a college football season. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with yeah, you, man. we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. so what do you think now? <sighs> You know, we've got Bedlam coming up next weekend. Uh, I think, I, I mean, I, well, I don't know. I mean, it, it's kind of silly to speculate as to whether or not they'll play it. But I, I'm starting to think there probably won't be any fans in the stands. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've been, I, I don't know. I, I don't see why they're going to change. I mean, maybe there's reason for them to change course. I just don't know that they will. Um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the whole thing is just uh, it's just crazy. But let's talk. Um, first off, before we get into our uh, picks for this week, let's just you know recap uh, last week's game. Uh, there's not a lot to talk about here. I mean, Oklahoma just stomped the dog out of uh, Kansas. Uh, I think the final score was 62 to nine, and that you know included a, a touchdown that KU scored on the very final play of the game. Um, so you know, I think that one of the big takeaways for me, though, I guess here is. Just on a broader broader scale, you know, Oklahoma, as good as they've been for the last decade or so, uh, there haven't been many games like this where they just absolutely throttle a team or where they, uh, you know, I guess they, they don't even necessarily bring their A game and still uh, whip somebody. That That was kind of just my takeaway. Yeah, and I think we've seen that kind of the last two weeks, right? Yeah. Like, they're beating people the way they should be beating them. Um, and it's, you know, I, I guess just as an OU fan who's been burned, I'm a little cautious to get too excited about wins over tech and, and KU. Um, but you know, they, they've done it the right way. And you're right. They didn't, they, at least on offense, they weren't like fantastic against Kansas, but, um, they still won handily. So uh, cautiously optimistic, I think is where I'm at here. Yeah, you know, one thing that ESPN's Bill Connolly always talks about, you know, is that when you're judging the strength of the team, obviously who you play is very important. But, you know, when you do have an opportunity to really put the pedal to somebody, like that's the sign of of the teams that end up having the most success down the line is the ones that can just go out and absolutely dominate somebody. So, yeah, yeah, from that that perspective, it's good. It's a good sign. And, and, you know, the good thing about it is, uh, you know, I'm now at the point where I'm like cautiously, you know, kind of optimistic that this team is like, not that they'll make the playoff, but like playoff caliber or really good versus in the season where it was just like, man, this team is really mediocre and maybe they can get pretty good by the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like last year where you kind of felt like watching them near the end of the season, like, okay, this is a solid team. They've done, they've done well for what they have, but I mean, this team isn't uh, going to going to has no shot at like playing with a team like LSU or Clemson or Ohio State, you know. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and we'll get into this week's picks. Uh, just recapping how how this works, folks. We each pick our five favorite games against the spread for the week. At the end of the season, we'll tally them all up, see who uh, has the best record. Uh, I mentioned last week that uh, to expect, uh, you know, with a little bit of tightening to come up here for my uh, 72% hit rate at the time. We got it last week. I went 0 for 5, taking my uh, season, uh, let's see, your win percentage down to 63%. Still pretty good, though. Uh, Skinny went 3 of 5, uh, which uh, brings him up to 58%. So we're starting to, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, approach kind of a, kind of a mean here. Um Real, real, uh, real quickly, just the, my picks. I had Georgia minus three and a half. I had Clemson minus five and a half. Michigan minus three. I had Oklahoma State minus twelve and a half, and Penn State minus twenty-five. Uh, let's see here. Those were five favorites, and one, two, three, four of them lost outright. <laughs> and uh, Oklahoma State uh, won a nail biter over Kansas State. Meanwhile, Skinny had uh, Iowa State minus fourteen. That was a loser. He had the Florida Gators plus three and a half. They won straight up. Clemson minus five and a half. That was a loser. Arkansas plus two, a straight up winner. And then uh, the aforementioned K State uh, plus twelve and a half. So uh, let's go ahead. We'll jump in this week, and I'll see if I can get uh, back up off the Schneid. I'll go ahead and start us off first. Uh, you were on Arkansas last week. This is a team that has, uh, I believe has covered every game so far this year. Um, and you know, looking at the number here, it's pretty thick. They're going to the swamp. It's one of the very few games in the sec this weekend that hasn't been canceled. And, you know, I, I'm going to go with the Razorbacks here and take the 17 points. It sounds like, uh, Kyle Pitts, the uh, a tight end for uh, Florida is going to be out uh, or at least severely limited after uh, taking a pretty nasty hit last week in that Georgia game. Um, and, you know, it's just a, it feels like a letdown spot here for the Gators. Uh, not much more to it than that to me. Yeah, well, I am actually picking Arkansas as well for much the same reason. Um you know, uh, first of all, riding the hot hand. I've, I've done well with Arkansas, and as you mentioned, what are th- I think they are 6-0 against the spread, or at least... Yeah, they're undefeated. 6-0, against, yeah. are they? Yeah, okay. they are against, and, undefeated against the number. And you're right. Exactly. I mean, Florida, this seems like a classic letdown spot, so uh, we're thinking alike there. Yeah, you know, I guess Sam Pittman won't be there, but, <laughs> you know... Uh, well, that- yeah. That's true. So, <laughs> yeah, Sam Pittman won't be there. Yeah, that's true. But uh, all right. Okay, so we're both going with Arkansas plus the 17. Uh, my next one is a team that uh, I've dabbled with all year, Tulane. They are lane four at home against Army. Um, these are very similar teams, except Tulane's kind of got better players, I think, at every different spot. It's a short line, uh, you know, and I think uh, Army hasn't played in like three weeks. And, and at this point in the season, to me, that's a that's more of a problem than it is a you know a help when you have like that one week off for uh, you know to recuperate. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead lay the four with Tulane. Uh, you know the other issue here too is that you know Tulane is just beaten and played a much stronger uh, diet of teams this year than uh, than the Black Knights. You just can't stay away from Tulane. I can't, man. I cannot. I think it's maybe it's those uniforms, man. 
I mean, they okay. are sharp. Yeah, I do like those, actually. Um, all right. Well, uh, you want me to go now? Yep. All right. Um, uh, sticking with the theme of teams and kind of a letdown uh, spot. I think I know where this uh, is going. I'm, yeah, I'm looking <laughs> at Notre Dame. Um, and I, I, gosh, I feel kind of lame because I've been on them this season so much. But um, going into BC, BC's getting 13. And this is the pure, you know, uh, just let down play to me. I mean, it's, they seem ripe to just come out and, you know, pr- probably win the game, but but kind of have a clunker. So I'm just going to take BC and the points on, on that premise alone. I was very close to making that same pick, but uh, it's just, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm just not quite, I wasn't quite sure. Is that going to be a noon kickoff? Do you know? It's no, no. That was the other thing I looked at. It is a three thirty Eastern kick, so oh, that's man. a little better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got to imagine that the uh, the atmosphere there in Chestnut Hill will be a little lacking, and uh, you know, COVID or not. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, that's just, that that one barely missed the cut for me. All right. Um. Oh God, this last this last three. Uh, man. All right. Here we go. Last week. I figured that Michigan was going to bounce back against Indiana, and uh, the uh, Hoosiers took them to the woodshed. This week, it's the Badgers coming to Ann Arbor, and I'm rolling with the Wolverines again. Now, you know, the the question here is uh, more so, I mean, obviously I thought that this team was pretty overrated, uh, Michigan that is, even after, after that uh, week one win against Minnesota. They've kind of proven that out the last two weeks. The thing that concerns me, I guess, in this spot is that maybe Michigan has given up on the season. But still, again, if they haven't, uh, Wisconsin is a team that, like you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, they haven't played in so long. Who knows what's the, the story going to be the story with their quarterback? Who, if he can't, who if he is available, Mertz. I mean, you know, he he won't have practiced in like three weeks. And on top of that, Michigan or pardon me, Illinois, uh, Wisconsin's one win was against an Illinois team that we've seen the past couple of weeks is very bad even for Illinois standards, especially that defense, which makes the uh, performance of the Wisconsin offense in that game look a little bit uh, take, takes a little shine off of it. So I'm going to go ahead and roll with uh, the Wolverines at at home. Plus last year they got waxed by Wisconsin uh, in Madison, so. I'll say revenge here. I'll take the four and a half. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think you're the thing that kind of scared me about that game is exactly what you're saying with Michigan is who knows where they are. And then just the, on the other side, you know, the unknowns with COVID, right? So I stayed away. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, the, uh, the, the pickings were slim this week. Yeah, they really are. Um, so which will lead me to my next game, uh, SMU going into Tulsa. Um, you know, unfortunately, TU won't have their their normal uh, home field advantage uh, with all the the COVID issues. But um, I, you know, I, I think you know, and obviously Tulsa's been kind of a nice story this year. Unfortunately, they've only played three yeah. games. But um, you know, I think this is probably two pretty evenly matched teams when you look at it. Um, but you know, I get back to kind of what you're saying. This. Or you said earlier uh, this about Army. I think it was. You know, this is Tulsa. This is a kind of year where it doesn't help you to have only played three games. Um, and uh, you know, SMU obviously has played more than that. I think it's pretty even matchup. So SMU getting three. I'll I'll go SMU. 
Right. Now, I just want to check here. Tulsa has played. I was looking at this. Yeah, Tulsa's 3-1. Three 3-1. And three right. And SMU is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7-1, I think. Yeah. So because they, they, SMU played like that week one or you know uh, zero or whatever they call it. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> so they played twice as many games. They're in the same conference. Uh, they played twice as many games already yeah. this year. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, so okay. And so I'm sorry. Were you were you going to lay the two and a half with TU? No. 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 Oh, take, I, I'm taking yeah. SMU. That yeah. one. Why is Tulsa favored in that game? That's the. I don't that's know. It's, question. A, it's an odd spread. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean Tulsa don't. People, I think, are looking at what Tulsa's done this year and have to be somewhat impressed, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, defensively, and I mean, on top of that, uh, I think that everybody expected that this would be Phil, Philip Montgomery's last season there. But the way that uh, he's he's going, I mean, I think he's going to save his job probably. So um, then again, and also, I mean, I don't think TU can afford to be firing anybody at this point. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's SMU uh, plus two and a half. All right. My fourth pick for week 11, another team that uh, I've dabbled with a little in the past. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going against Indiana again this week, fading the Hoosiers. I'm going to go with Michigan State plus seven uh, at home. Mainly this is just because I feel like, you know, Indiana is going to come back to earth. And, uh, you know, looking at it, I mean, Michigan State, they've, they've got a good defensive coach. Some stuff, you know, coming from Mel Tucker this week suggests that uh, he's trying to get him fired up. I don't know. That's not. I know that's not a very good uh, rationale for anything. But so long as uh, Sparty doesn't turn the ball over a bunch, and Indiana doesn't have the kind of defense that's going to force those kinds of takeaways, I'm I'm feel confident that uh, that Michigan State can at least keep it within seven at home. Yeah, I, I looked at that one. I thought I, I would, was hoping for a little bit bigger number there. But, yeah, um, I, I would tend to go that way myself. All right. What's your fourth? All right. Another exciting game. I've got the Northwestern Wildcats going down to West Lafayette to play uh, Purdue. Um, you know, this is – I mean, Purdue, uh, you know, granted, I mean, the competition hasn't been great, but um, – you know, that was Aiden O'Connell. You know, they've mm-hmm. been pretty good in the passing game offensively. Um, and that's without Rondell Moore, right? I don't think he's played a yeah. game yet this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I, yes, you are right. Um, but then, I, you know, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Northwestern, I, I think they're, uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything, they're, they're ranked. So people know they're a decent team this year. I mean, good defense. They're a little better at the quarterback position this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take Northwestern. Getting two and a half. I think they'll be able to slow down uh, Purdue enough. All right. So that's sorry, like, sorry, laying lane two, two and a half. half. Yeah, that's yes. what I thought. Okay. Yeah, that one, uh, man. Why? That's another one. Like, why is Northwestern favored? But then again, I mean, they've played well. They might be your uh, Big Ten West champ. Well, this game could be for the Big Ten West right <laughs> yeah, here. Both these teams are undefeated. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think – I think, you know, there's a rule that I think what they have to get in six games to qualify. And so, I mean, if Wisconsin loses another game this year or or just can't play, you know, loses a game off the schedule, they'll be out uh, regardless of what the record is. So, mm. all right. More Big Ten action for you here with my fifth pick. Nebraska plus three we talked earlier about teams that maybe they've quit on the season uh i 
get the feeling that uh, Penn State is done with uh, with this year. You know, they they came into it; they had already lost a ton of players. But when Micah Parsons opted out, uh, I think that hit him obviously pretty hard. He might be he might have been the best defensive player in the country this year. Uh, they've got you know running back uh, Journey Brown. He is going to be uh, retiring, I believe. Noah, Noah Kane. There are other big running backs out for the year. Um, they put up no fight last week, none against Maryland. Um, and so, you know, Nebraska is still trying to build something there with Scott Frost. I feel like they'll still be uh, be up for this game. Nittany Lions can't say can't won't, won't say as much. So I'll go ahead and I will take the three with Nebraska, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win it straight up. Oh, okay. Well, we have another uh, we have another difference here because. I'm going the other way. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think regardless, uh, all of those points you made are very valid. I still think you probably look top to bottom. That that's a better roster there at Penn State. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of look at what Nebraska. I don't know what Nebraska is doing at the quarterback position. You see, uh, Adrian Martinez was like 12 of 27 last week, or, or something awful. Yeah. Uh, and they actually put in um, I blanking McCaffrey. Yeah. Who I, I know nothing about. I'm not going to pretend I do, but... Um, <laughs> well, it's got to be better than 12 uh, to 27, right? I mean... Yeah, right? So there's some question as to who will start there. I'm going to go ahead and say Penn State minus three. Yeah, you know, the th- man, you see, I think my guess is that if you were on Penn State last week like I was, you might be you might be going <laughs> the other different? way. Yeah. <laughs> that was bad, man. I mean, because Maryland is not a particularly good team, and... Uh, that was a that was a huge egg. So, all right. Well, let's just recap here real quick. Um, let's see here. I've got Arkansas plus seventeen. I think uh, you are also with me there. The Razorbacks plus seventeen. Um, I've got Tulane minus four. Uh, Michigan plus four and a half. I've got Miss, uh, Michigan State plus seven and Nebraska plus three. Um, you've got, okay, I mentioned Arkansas. Then you've also got BC plus 13 versus Notre Dame. You've got SMU plus two and a half taking on the mighty golden hurricane. You're uh, laying the two and a half with Northwestern. And then you're going against me in that Penn state, Nebraska game. You're going to go ahead and lay the three with the Nittany lions. Okay, man. Well, uh, any final thoughts about, uh, this week's action? It's pretty crappy. Uh, yeah, man. Lots of bad games for being, uh, you know, in the middle of November, but that's what, uh, Right, COVID like season has given us. It looked bad enough before they started canceling all these games, and then all of a sudden, you know, I guess you know the big Big Twelve uh, that TCU West Virginia game could be a little interesting. I guess um, West Virginia looks it's decent lately. Yeah, you know, I kind of thought they were going to be down there with uh, kind of like Tech, and I mean above kansas but kind of down there in that range but yeah they they really look at kind of like the solid like they're the one middle of the pack them and tcu i guess are kind of the middle of the pack i guess so yeah they remind me a lot of each other so Mm -hmm. that'll be that'll be a fun one kicking off bright and early there from morgantown so uh, you know the big twin uh, pardon me big 12 breakfast slot that everybody's uh, accustomed to (laughs) everybody loves Yeah. yeah all right man well skinny thanks man for uh joining us this week man best of luck yeah yeah, bedlam next week. Let's hope so. All right, cross your fingers, bud. All right. All right, thanks to my brother, The Skinny, for joining us this week. And thanks to you all for joining us, too. Uh, make sure wherever it is that you get your podcast to uh, rate, review, subscribe, throw us a five-star review if you're so inclined. And uh, we will talk to you next week. For the Boynton Homerism Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.